Hello, hello, it is I, Alex. And other I, Colin. <laughs> hello, Colin, it's been a bit. It has, yeah, it has been. We had with between, you know, an event and, uh, and traveling back and forth and other things coming up, uh, a nice big thunderstorm. Uh, it has, it's been a minute. Yeah, but uh, that just means we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Yes. It's never a bad we thing. Do. <laughs> uh, so I think first let's give some shout outs. Uh, we have plenty of uh, newly christened princes. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, from the events that uh, we were both at, uh, the new Prince of Milwaukee, Brian. Mm-hmm. Local, unfortunately, <laughs> but despite our best <laughs> efforts. But congrats to him. Uh, and then, you know, we don't have now, all everyone's names out there uh, for all the princes, but I do want to give uh, another shout out to our first two time prince, uh, Allie. Yes. So uh, that'll be pretty Fort, cool. Fort Collins and I forget the other one. Uh, um, is that the other L.A. ish area? One? San Diego, maybe. Oh, San Diego. Well, yeah, they'll 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 say it's LA. I don't know. Some some California, <laughs> something in California. Uh, um, so yeah, congrats to them. Uh, like yeah, and like like you said, definitely you know not not trying to exclude anybody. There just there was a lot of events. We don't have uh, a lot everybody's name. I know there was one in I think Paris um, had their yeah. tournament, which is cool. Um, I know there's like a big French community. Um, so congrats to there, and then you know. Oh yeah, and then I, I I will I will be remiss if I don't call this one out. Uh, Ainsley was Prince of Durham with Roost. Oh yes, so of course. I, I do have like, to course, call that one out. Yeah, you know the rest. <laughs> and then yeah, so yeah, congrats to all our all our princes. Hopefully, we'll see most of you um, at Gen Con at the conclave. Yeah, be fun. yeah I'm, I'm especially excited for the uh, Alley's cards because. You know, I, I believe Matt had mentioned that if, if anyone doubles on Prince, they will get a library card that goes with their uh, character card. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that works. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but speaking of Prince events, uh, like we said, we recently were at one. Um, that was Prince of Milwaukee out in uh, Facklandia Brewing. It's pretty fun. That was. Um, as the as the name suggests, there was alcohol involved. Yeah, <laughs> some good beer. Um, I, you know, good good people to play with. I, I know we're both. Um, at least I I think you maybe a little more than me, but we're both. We you know we've we've met most of those guys at least once and played with them. You know, I know there was like a a kit I think that we went up there for one time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good 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 group up there. Um, and a few people who had like you know, only this was like their third, fourth game or something like that too. Yeah. Um, there was a fair amount of newcomers. Uh, I believe either the owner or someone who is involved with running events, um, mm-hmm. was also part of it. And yeah. I think it's got super interested in, in running more events. So that's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of the point of the Prince events. So that's pretty right. cool. Um, but on to our days, um, mm-hmm. I, I will lead in with, I did zero practice ahead of time. So mm-hmm. I just copied, uh, the bad penny roost deck from, uh, Leverex, uh, cause it's just a solid deck. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to play this. Um, and it worked out fairly well. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was all, I also hadn't had any, any prep time for like any games with the new shadows and droughts cards. So I was just, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to play and we'll, we'll see how I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a little bit of prep. I was trying to play Oblivion, like a God of Rituals, and I just found it a little bit slow. Um, so I built up a few different decks and I don't think I actually played them, but I know I lent or I, uh, Cryhard, also a California guy, took my, played my deck in a couple games. Um, and, you know, we had some feedback about it um, and some back and forth about it. And definitely, I think, you know, helped me um, tweak it a little bit and, and, you know, cut some stuff off and, and kind of solidify it. Um, so it was I brought a Annika um, Mortuary for the herd deck 
but it was kind of a fortitude fortitude based deck so that was what i brought and i was quite happy with how it played all day yeah it was um i liked the the late night snack in in torpor combo that was pretty cool mm-hmm. like having annika go into torpor and then like a turn later she's back yeah that was i feel like that happened a couple of times one time uh in particular um that there was as because you know some some spoilers i guess uh there were lots of roost or a couple roosts and lots of horde um but one of the roosts was a a flint roost deck flint roost army deck and it was uh kind of annoying and so i i killed annika using mortuary to really pump up a prowess's pain when flint stepped in front and uh, I think did eight physical to Flint to make him go into torpor for a while, so I wouldn't have to deal <laughs> with this stupid roost. Um, and then, and then, like you said, like you know, she so she got one to that turn, and then like a late night snack, and she was back the turn after, which was pretty, pretty fun. I liked that. Yeah, um, my deck did roost things. Um, mine was uh, strength and numbers and roost. So having Bad Penny as a leader, you know, I I felt like I could very freely roost things and then just have her back right away. So making money at the same time, the the deck's uh, vampire cost curve is very low. Uh, it's all you know four and under. Uh, so I, I was swimming in money, and at one point I think I had five vampire uh, in my second game. I had five vampires on the streets. Um, that was the table I won. Um, there were, I, I was paired up against, there were two conspiracy decks, um, that I think, did they get paired every round? Um, and maybe every round, but one, maybe every round. I don't know. I never played against either of them. So <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of had a uh, interesting time, uh, cause they, oh. they, you know, conspiracy decks. So they ran governor. So it was just bids and the other person got sad. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but I think the the thing we want to mainly focus on is our last two games. Yes, uh, and like you said, it was uh, the hordes versus the roosts. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were so there were I think were there two or three hordes? Uh, uh, I think three hordes, two roosts. That sounds right. Um, and so yeah, it was myself and another horde. Um, yeah, there was three hordes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, another player had one. And so we we played because like i i won my first game and then survived my second game and then the so the third game was basically like i had won you had won mm-hmm. and aj had won and i barely scooted in i i think aaron told me i got in on by like 0. 0.09 strength of schedule or something yeah <laughs> so who uh, anyway, well anyway yeah so so i had yeah i guess you won a game i was trying to i was trying to figure out how we all you had guess one. no i did i no, definitely no, no. did <laughs> i guess we all had we all had one win at that point oh by the third or did game? aj no aj had two aj had two that's aj right. had two yeah so, so he, he was, was in, he was in and then the rest of us all had one and so we were you know on the on the borderline um but yeah, so it was two horde and two roost. Like like we said, uh, you know, you were playing Penny Roost and AJ was playing the Flint Roost, and then I was playing Annika Horde, and Brian was playing um, clandestine, clandestine sewers. sewers. Yeah, horde. Yeah, like yeah, kind of what the standard horde deck is looking mm-hmm. like right now. Which was also uh, interesting because because the other, all three horde decks were completely different. <laughs> oh yes, because yeah, the, the, the third horde deck ran Randolph and yeah, I think it Royal was Retreat too. Oh okay, Royal Retreat. I yeah. think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was or maybe it was Sewers, but three three really Very interesting different. cool, cool yeah. decks. I I that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, so the third game, uh, we definitely like from the get go knew it was going to be weird. Um, and then especially once the turn order ended up being uh, Roost Roost. I don't remember who was first, but... Oh, no, I think I was first that game because AJ was fourth because it went to time. So mm-hmm. it went Roost, Horde, Horde, Roost. 
Um, and when hordes go after one another, uh, it's 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 weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think you can you can speak on it better because you, in both cases, were the earlier horde. Yeah. Um, in both games, so yeah, uh, you could speak on how to play with that because I. <laughs> well, and so it was especially bad. So, like the first game, I was well because I was actually again right before him in turn order, except that he was first player. So I was also kind of after him, if you think about it that way. But the first game, the different big difference was there wasn't any roost, and so like I could just go punch a citizen and take it. And so like you know, again, luck was some of it too. But I kept getting citizens, and he kept getting like vagrants, and so like I got I was getting points while clearing the street, and he wasn't. In in the last two games, uh, with the two roosts, a lot of times I had to use mortuary to clear the street, which obviously doesn't get me any points because I'm not, you know, like I'm burning the citizen. I'm not defeating them. Um, and so that makes it harder because like, you know, if 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 I'm getting points for clearing the street and then my rival has a clear street or, you know, not my rival, but the, the horde coming after me has a clear street. But, like, if I'm getting agenda, then I can potentially st- keep pace. But, like, without getting that agenda and then also kind of powering him up, it was, it was, it was really t- difficult. It was tricky, a tricky game for sure, um, both of those times be- because of the roost factor. Yeah. And I was having a hard time um, as A, what my deck just wanted to do. I, I think everyone was keeping me at three characters pretty well. Um, that was the main thing. I, usually when I would get to four, someone would get knocked knocked down right away. So I was pretty much, I don't know, for maybe turn two or three, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to try and stay alive and get as much agenda as I can in case it matters for tiebreakers later, which I think it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for the turn order of roosting, um, for those that don't play roost um, that much, uh, whoever blocks first gets it. That's They just take it. The opportunity window closes after that. So it's really up to AJ whether I'm allowed to roost or not. <laughs> right. Right. And it's also kind of weird because like with two in a row, it's a little bit different because like if y'all are one and one, it's like, it's easier. It's always easier, right. To roost the turn before you, whoever, like the player who's right before you, if you haven't used roost yet, there's no downside because you can roost and then stand right, you know, back. stand right back up. Um, and so, but so with y'all being next to each other, it meant that like the only person, the second roost player can roost quote unquote for free. You know what I mean? Um, is the roost player ahead of them instead of one of the, the horde, the herd players who's usually who, who is who they would probably rather roost because a keeps us low on agenda and B, especially, you know, like clandestines dealing four or three or four to without a card to a, a mortal, but it's only going to do like two to the roost character. Right. So like, it's it's really easy to a lot of times it's really easy to block attacks on mortals because they're they're using stuff that only pumps damage on mortals, right? And what was also very key is AJ got smoked that game. Uh, yes, I think that was just, he got him out like right away. So yes, with me being first player, if I wanted to actually use Bad Penny to do anything, that's no roosting for three whole turns until it comes back around me. So that was that hurt a lot too. Uh, so I was, like I said, I was in, I was in just survival mode. I knew, I knew pretty well on that. I wasn't going to be winning that table. Uh, it worked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, so I think did they, who won that one? I won, won that one on time. Okay. That's right. um, yeah. And yeah. So like, actually I thought fairly early on that I was out. Like I, th- I thought that it was going to be one of you two that won it because the whore, like the, the city deck just the street, the streets were full of mortals. Um, just the way, sort of the way it flopped and the way that the stuff happened. Um, I was like, there's no way there's just no way. And I forget who I was hunting, but I was like, I'm never going to be able to knock them out. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was kind of rough. Um, but I was able to in the mid game, well, like I said, so there was, there was at least one turn where both of your leaders were defeated. That was, that was really nice. That was really (laughs) nice. Uh, it's just like a normal game of rivals where I can just make an attack against the citizen and you know don't and i think you had gotten uh you had gotten kristen out so you were able to keep flint down for for a couple turns yeah yeah, turn. that, yeah that was the that was the thing because i i kind of got him to 
to block or you know i mean i would have been fine if he didn't block but i was i made an attack with the idea that i thought flint might block and if he did i was able to put him down and then yeah i had Kristen out who i could exhaust to take a blood off somebody in torpor which kept flint in for at least an extra turn um which was yeah which was basically a kind of the the slowing the down that i needed um to push myself up on agenda and i think basically the way it shaked that shook out was because it was a long game um was yeah i won on agenda i think i was at 12 and so like it was one of those things where like if if it had gone another turn i was gonna win basically for sure um but you know i just won on time instead so so yeah, that was round three of the day. Um, a brain, that's one brain we have melting re- mess. That's one we have uh, recorded, see, right? Uh, oh yeah, that is the one we have recorded. So if yes. you uh, if you're following us on YouTube, I have rounds one through three. Uh, but for whatever reason, the camera decided it did not want to watch another one of these games because mm-hmm. we found out that we just got the the round three top table just got paired up against each other again for the cuts. So. Yep. We all took like 15 minutes and groaned and cried and said, oh, not again. Uh, especially for you, because you felt like you, you played yeah. probably the best best game of the day. Uh, right. I was, exactly. I was kind of like, I feel like I just, you know, spent my bullet playing, you know, basically to the best I could just to just to get that one through. And of course, now I have to turn around and try to do it again. I was, <laughs> I was definitely a little bit demoralized by that. Um, See, I was in the opposite position because I was like, oh, man, I, I barely skated by because originally uh, when the top cut pairings, I was not in it. Uh, but that was because the agenda totals weren't put in and then I did get in. So it, <laughs> getting that agenda actually mattered. Um, so I felt like I had a second second wind. Hmm. Uh, we had all we all took like 10, 15, recompose yep. ourselves and goes, oh, not again. Um and it was funny because at, at this event, we randomized not only the, uh, you know, player order and rivals, but we also randomized the seating before mm-hmm. we even got ready and sat down. And the first couple randomizations was the exact same seating. And we're like, no, we have to we have to change this. Yeah, at least slightly. <laughs> I think the, only, the only thing that happened was like you and AJ flipped places, right? Yes. Um, yes. So it was still it was still a double roost, double horde. Um, but I mean, of course, you know, and first player was different as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, for the, for the last game, it ended up being a, uh, the, the double one V one rivals setup, yes. which I'm not a fan of. No, um, me neither. and I think this game certainly shined a light on that. Um, it, it, it ended up be working out kind of funny where it was roost versus horde on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, double one v ones just feels like it takes a lot of the uh, like playing the table aspect out of the game. You you just have to worry. The two players only have to worry about each other. There's not much they need to do with anyone else until maybe the other pair starts to get ahead or yeah. It's just it's just like yeah. not as not as good, right? Like it's not bad, but it's just not as good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I. I f- feel like someone did the math like way back when the game started and uh people were talking about how to do like rival rivals permutations without the tokens and stuff like that i think there's only nine different rivals permutations and the the double one v ones are three of them so even if you take those out not saying that's going to happen or anything like that um something to consider but yeah that was definitely something we talked about i think like after the tournament slash on the way back home was like it'd be nice the game would be wildly different yeah it would just just be it would just be better i think but yeah it'd be kind of nice um i mean like i said i i well i feel like it definitely had an effect on this game not in the sense that like it decided anything but or decided the whole game but like it definitely had an effect Um, yeah so i was uh i was hunting well we were hunting each other, me, me and Brian, and it was uh, you and AJ. Mm-hmm. So we already know, like, we didn't even bother, like, flipping our uh, agendas or everything. We just basically played everything out on the table because we knew what was everyone was playing and we knew, you know, we knew the lines everyone was going. So we just went through, not saying we went through the motions because I actually thought this game was uh, a lot more interesting. Um, it, I think it, this game was interesting all the way through. Like, I think 
the game before it, I mean, again, it's obviously I'm a little bit biased, but like I feel like the last two rounds of that game were really interesting, two to three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, and, and also to be fair to that last game, I think a lot of that was interesting more between AJ and I because we were kind of the ones in contention. Yeah. Um, for the win. And so like this game was definitely A of all generally more even and B of all interesting from the jump right like all the way from the very first turn yeah yeah everyone i think got uh got their engines built up pretty quickly um this time i got smoke which was huge for me uh Mm -hmm. i was able to start roosting more obviously i was first in the turn order for the roostings so i had first pick of when i wanted to um Brian got ahead pretty quickly uh, with Horde. I think he was at like six or something by turn three. Yeah, he was at six. I think I think he was actually at six on at the end of his turn two, um, because it was one of those. You know, like turn one, it's pretty hard unless you like recruit smoke. Turn one, it's pretty hard for roost to actually roost, um, right. and so I think he had basically got a citizen turn one. And got the clear the streets and got a citizen turn two. He was either at five or six agenda by turn, um, by turn two, and like by the end of turn three, I think he was at eight. So he definitely yeah, jumped out fast. to a to a lead, you know. <laughs> and and it was like I was not going excessively hard to clear the streets, um, but it was kind of the way it fell was like you know it'd be it would be one of those things. I think I think at least one of those turns was like I cleared it down to like one you know one citizen. Um, and maybe, you know, or maybe a sad, and then he flipped like an event and was able to take, you know, the vagrant and the sad kind of thing. Um, where and I just, think it you had, fell... uh, you had both your traditions out, right? Cause I think both games you had the traditions, right? I think that's true. I think that's true. I, I had a tradition in both games. I know because I, yeah, that was, that was another thing. I had a tradition out, which also helped. Um, and then he, you know, he had inmate and, <laughs> and and made it kind of scary to roost because yes you can and, and and that's the other part right is like it, it was good for you because you could excuse me you could roost him because you were right after him but if he if he knocks out bad penny he gets an agenda so right you know that was kind of a balance that way too um so yeah i mean he i i i think it was kind of one of those things where which i mean again this this happened in the reverse in the first game but like the city deck was definitely on his side a little bit early and he also was able to really like push the advantage of, you know, like I would clear a little bit and then he would finish it off and, um, and, you know, be able to take the two points and he did a good job of like following up on that um, and kind of bullying people with, with inmate too. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, I think the only reason that I was able to start going after him a little bit, because my, my deck, uh, actually doesn't run very many i won't say my, my deck is incorrect it's leather right <laughs> the deck um even for being a roost deck which you you would think at least the way i normally build them is it has uh, a bit of defensive reaction so that you can keep roosting but with the deck having bad penny who just comes back right away on the next turn anyway it's more it, it can flip into aggro um part of having the low cost curve vampires because Jacob Frost is also in there. So you get the the damage buff from him. Um, I messed up the sequencing on, on one of the turns. And I I think that's what threw the game for me. I I keep going over it in my head Uh, because it has, it has Jacob and it also has um, Roshini, the Lissandra who counts. If there's three burn mortals in the burn pile, you add one to the party. So Mm -hmm. with, Jacob and her, that's plus three damage before stats, before cards. You know, it, it swings, it can swing very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so his strategy was keep Clandestine back in the sewers. Um, he got Bobby out as a blocker for her, and then inmate just goes out and does inmate stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was able to knock out inmate. Um, and just due to me messing up the sequencing, I was never able to get. I was able to get rid of Bobby once. Um, and then he just came back. Uh, inmate, I think, stayed out the rest of the game once I got rid of him. And then yeah. I, I was just camped. At that point, I I was... He was still up on agenda. I think I was second. 
you weren't far behind. Um, but I was, I was, I was enough ahead where I kept campaigning the table. I'm like, yeah, just, just attack him. Cause yeah. I would have gotten the three and, and, and been ahead. Um, but it was, think, it got very close to the wire. I think I can't remember. Cause I, I think I was actually ahead of you. I remember, I remember there was at least one turn and maybe two where I was basically one agenda off because if I, if I had knocked him out, which I'm not like, I don't remember for sure if I could do, but like, if I, I, I know if one of the turns there, the turn that clandestine was all by herself. I was like, if I knock her out, I will be one, like I would be one agenda below you. And you would, yeah, you the, would the turn, the, the first, the, the last full turn before it came around and he won is when you pass the threshold for me to, uh, yep. be over you by three. Yep. Um, so yeah, if I didn't if I didn't screw up that sequence, because I actually uh, had two two full attacks with that combo, and I, I screwed it up by attacking with Bad Penny first because I wanted to throw out a I think it was a terrorize. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I did that backwards. Um, which you know, classic me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, after that, uh, you know, he was just clearing out the streets, and then. You almost. I'll let you go over the well. Yeah. The prowess play. <laughs> so it was it was it was frustrating because I had a couple of different ways I could have won. Uh, one of them being if I had drawn one of my um, the social attack, the uh, rain rain on your parade, mm-hmm. because he he basically ended up getting if I remember right the one agenda he needed. Well. That's not fair. He potentially could have gotten a second, but he didn't. He didn't even need to attack anything. He just was able to pass the turn. Right. Um, we had no. Anything. We had no citizens except for you know we had we had sad, and so he got the one point and one. Um, and so like I, you know if I had the the rain, then at least he would have had to try to attack. And I think we had the you know the roosts could have stopped him potentially. Um, but yeah, anyway, regardless, right? And so then, but I was like, if I can, because I was on that, I was on that threshold. So I was like, if I knock him out. I needed one agenda and I was able to get that from a citizen. And then it was like, if I knock him out, I win. So, uh, because, you know, you and I tie on agenda and then I, I'm active player, so I would win the tiebreaker. And so I had a prowess with Annika and I swear, I thought she was at five, um, <laughs> but she was at six because I had just brought her back from Torpor like the turn before. Um, and I, I guess I hadn't taken sad on her. I don't know why I, I wish I, I, I feel like I should have, uh, and probably intended to and just didn't. Um, but so she was at full and I needed, I played a prowess because again, like if I had been a feral fangs, I could have done it, but uh, I needed a prowess cause I needed three physical damage. And if I had been able to use mortuary, I could have, but as I knew, and apparently nobody else at the table realized, it's unattached mortals or, you know, unattached uh, citizens. And the only citizen or vagrant on the, on in the streets was attached to a second tradition. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't prowess. Um, and so I was not able to defeat clandestine. And so he was able to draw and pass and hold on and, and win. So, I mean, it was it was it was a really good game, like you said. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm, this is not a story of like, woe is me, right? Like he played really well and certainly oh, yeah. earned his victory, the deck right? how it, how it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Certainly earned his victory. Um, it was just, it was a really close game and like, you know, a few different things like, and that's, you know, it's not just me. I mean, I think if a couple of different things had gone AJ's way or your way, um, you know, that also would have been, I can't, I think it was the final of the game where I made the binding deal with AJ to not put the uh, vagrant under the second tradition and instead I just burned it with mortuary. <laughs> Something like that. I think that was, yeah. You know, um, there was a game where like two binding deals were made for one attack. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of stupid roost. But yeah, it was, so it was a really good final. Um, again, congrats to Brian, you know, well-deserved uh, defending the local, the local territory. So yeah, it was a good, it was a good event. I had a lot of fun, even though I had to play double, double horde, double roost two games in a row yeah like i said it was a it was a really fun day i'm glad i i made it i'm glad uh the recording setup uh worked 75 percent <laughs> um hopefully we will have the the same type of deal for gen con uh so that that's quickly coming up 
Yes. Um, but speaking of Gen Con and speaking of yes. Horde, uh, if you haven't uh, been following the weekly streams, uh, last week uh, Matt Hira talked about potentially making uh, either errata or change to Horde the Herd um, due to its uh, ability to feed off of another Horde at the table. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like they have a personal vendetta against me. Um, because they made the change to they made the change to the you know you lose the bid for your leader rules the week after I lost the bid for the leader um, they they double ratted, whammy with the pit they ratted pit uh, after I made the final table with it and you you know we we both did um, and then now they're talking about changes to horde after I made a final table with it so I don't know man apparently they just hate me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, for real, I, I, I it makes sense, uh, and I think we're gonna maybe get more in depth into this in a future episode. So I don't want to necessarily, you know, talk too much about it now. But there was definitely an effect. You you can tell the difference between having one horde and two horde at a table for sure. Right. Yeah, one horde can can fend for itself and you know be able to stick stick along the race with everyone else, but. When two hordes get together and, you know, there's the luck of the draw and just the way that it's it's really the only agenda in the game that can feed off someone else's efforts. and Well, and I think it's it, that feed each other, right? Because like, <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, also, I mean, horde also can enjoy having invisible army or hunt the hunters at the table because they'll also right. take out um, mortals. But the difference is like you're sort of preying on them like you're catapulting off of their efforts to make yourself better right. and it doesn't make them any better um and so like you know that's that's a pretty typical thing right like it's just the same way that like an aggro deck might benefit from a you know from like playing against a hakata that's just going to be murdering themselves a lot or whatever <laughs> right um you know and that's that's the thing that the table can kind of watch for and be like oh okay like this guy you know he this this player is getting ahead we need to keep them down but with two horde, they feed each other, and that's a little bit different because now you have two people benefiting, and that's it's very different trying to stop two people than trying to stop a single person. Right? Yeah, it it, it skews the dynamic of when the table needs to decide to come together to stop somebody. Well, okay, you pick you pick the person who might be currently up on agenda, and then the other guy takes off. Right. Um, Yep. So yeah, it's it's an interesting, um, I would say problem, but it's an interesting puzzle, mm -hmm. uh, we can say. So yeah, they're yeah. taking community feedback. Um, basically, if you're not on uh, any of the discords, people have just been kind of saying, well, what about this? What about that? And, and there's been some good discussion on that. So uh, it sounded like they want to make this a thing for Gen Con so that everyone can have uh, the appropriate time to practice. Um so I imagine that's coming at some point soon. Plus, you know, uh, Heart of Europe is going to be coming out in about a week. Uh, so it kind of makes sense for that all to be kind of at the same time so that you can start practicing right. A, your new decks, and B, any any sort of changes that get made. Mm -hmm. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, like okay. Colin said, we will we'll dive into that more, and maybe we'll even have the changes ready to talk about as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but now, again, speaking of Heart of Europe coming out, we yeah. have we have more spoilers to talk about. Yeah, we haven't done these in a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this we're gonna start from uh, we hit with, as of this recording, everything's all out, but we haven't gone over all of them. Right. You're here to listen to us talk about them. <laughs> yes. And so I think today we're gonna talk through um, the Tremere Thin Blood. Uh, Gangrel and Nosferatu stuff. So the stuff that was spoiled uh, two weeks ago on the stream. Yeah, this should have been June first. Yeah, and so then we're so then we will have another bit of spoiler talk to finish after this. But we didn't want to <laughs> try to do all of that in one in one go. That would be a lot of cards, and especially after we've already talked for half an hour about uh, our tournament. So yeah. So let's kick it off. Um, with Tremere's new five-coster. Uh, I'm going to call... 
I, I didn't watch this stream, so I don't know what the actual pronunciation is, but I'm going to say Elyster. Sure. sure. I'll let you say Elyster. one 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 Auspects and Blood Sorcery. Uh, as an attacker ability, discard two cards. This attack deals plus four superficial damage to the target. All right. <laughs> yep. Um, so we'll talk about Susanna. Uh, four blood, uh, four BP Tremere with one physical, zero social, one mental, blood sorcery, and dominate. She's a guard and... When this character blocks an attack, replace one blood on the attacker with one of your color from the general supply. Interesting. Yep. Um, I like her art. Yes, she does have she does have some cool art. So I don't. Do you want to talk about their? Do you want to read their? Um, yeah, their clan. Their, li- their clan library card, and then we can kind of yeah, talk about so the three of them. Blood transfusion. Also cool art. This reminds me of uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. Um, unhosted action ongoing when a character in your coterie attacks a character and does not defeat them replace one blood on the target with one color from your general supply so this is kind of what I feel like Tremere has been needing uh, since they since I started playing with them that is um, yeah. more, way, more ways to swap some blood around yeah and so that's why I, I think the two Susanna and the, and the library card are really cool um, I don't really understand Alistair and what he's trying to do. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if if you put a blood on a target, you can do the superficial and your blood has to be the last blood that pull, they pull off. And so that could set up like a extinguish or something. But like, it feels... Any deck that wants to attack... And has to discard two cards. Oh, I don't feel good about that. <laughs> right. I mean, it is. You know, it's it's two. It's cards a lot for, of damage. Four damage, yeah. but it's also superficial yeah. damage. Um, right. So I'm not saying he's bad or doesn't have a place. I don't see how he fits into the rest of what Tremere is really trying to do. Right. You know. Um, like right now, when I when I see superficial bombs, I'm starting to think Diablery. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't know that you start him like a, if you did, it would be a leader, I would imagine. But again, like Diablery decks seemed the ones that I've seen so far are fairly uh, aggressive. And like I said, uh, playing an aggressive deck and just discarding two cards feels bad to me. Right. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be interested to see what what comes of him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, uh, to be to be frank, I at this point anything was superficial. I personally put to the side, and I'm like waiting for somebody to do something with it. Um, I'm like just somebody might somebody point. might. Well, that's true. Uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah, somebody might figure it out. Uh, and you know, maybe that's he's part of it. Maybe he's part of a backhanded deck, right? It is like five plus. I mean, it's what six backhanded is one net normal, one inherent. So like. Six superficial social damage is pretty good, but like that's three cards you're spending, you know, mm. to play the attack and then discard two cards. So I don't know. Um, I'll wait for somebody else to crack superficial and then I'll talk about how good or good it is. But at this point, I don't know. I've kind of I've kind of given up on it. <laughs> All right, on to the thin bloods. Uh, yes. So first up, we have Monica, uh, three BP. Zero, zero, 002 with thin blood alchemy exhaust one character in this party put a minus 1 bp token on target character in the streets who does not have one uh yep and then jan zubek i'm guessing it's jan could also be jan but i'm guessing it's jan um 2 bp thin blood with one physical uh nothing no other stats. Also has Thin Blood Alchemy. And the first time a 1BP or 2BP character in your coterie enters Torpor during each player's turn, foes gain no agenda for defeating them. I think that's really good. I think it's um, a And their library card is Hidden Stash. Um, this makes me think of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an ongoing action. Add four... 
prestige from the general supply to this card. Uh, and you may spend prestige from this to pay for activated abilities on characters in your coterie. Bam, all the, all the one VPs just went up in stock. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's obviously the big one you use it for is to pay for their shields. You can also use it to pay for, like, inmate, um, doc, mm-hmm. and... Jesus. Jesus. Yep. I think are the, kind of the big ones. There may be one other one, but... Um, so, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about the Thin Blood cards? Um, Monica, I, I think is interesting, but I, I haven't seen a lot done with the minus one BP stuff. This is obviously a lot more repeatable, so that might change. Um, but there's also going to be, you know, an upper limit of how many you can put out in even in, I wouldn't even say a turn because obviously it's, it's an activated ability, but like in a game, right? um, cause you don't want to waste this, well, I would say you don't want to waste this on your hunter, but it might be worthwhile if uh, if they have like a if you're being hunted by a very aggressive deck, and you know if it takes two turns to take Flint from a six to a four, and or even Hydra from a six to a four, and now Hydra can't lightning strike over, and it only took you two turns to do that's not bad. Um, yeah, and I mean especially if you're playing any other minus one BP stuff, like even better, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because if you play this uh, with Aurora, you can you can attack with Aurora, do a damage. Oh no, she's fear. Never mind. Yeah, uh, that shows, that, you, that shows you how much uh, I have ever activated her ability. <laughs> yes, the thin blood. There's a thin blood that that puts the the minus one BP. Yeah. Um, so you do that first, uh, and then or, or no, you do Monica first, and then yeah, yeah. yeah Monica has to be person who doesn't have one. There's a ritual. There's I mean, obviously, there's like uh, what thrift shop? There's what's the one? I, there's other one other one I'm thinking. Uh, oh, there's the other thin blood card that that like the um, sun, not sunrise surprise, but the other one that you do stuff to. I don't know. There, there's a few ways. <laughs> Show you how much we play a thin blood. Yeah, exactly. Um. That's, that's that's what I was gonna say. Right? Is like I I well I really like Monica for one thing because she's splashable and I love I love a double stat. Um, yeah. I also think Jan is seems pretty good for Thin Bloods to take down one of the downsides, but like, and same thing, right? Like the ongoing seems fine. I just I don't play Thin Bloods. I don't. They're not my style. They're not my thing. And so like I don't really know exactly how good these are. Yeah. Um, my first impression is they're all good. Um, one thing I just thought of right now is my, like maybe playing a turf war deck with Monica because mm-hmm. if somebody gets themselves low enough, you just you know boom, you're defeated. I get an agenda. <laughs> right and then Jan like I, I feel like whenever I have played with a thin blood heavy deck at a table um, and I'm and I've been hunting them I haven't killed more than one in a turn mm-hmm. and, you know even you know that pays for itself pretty quickly um, so yeah I, I'm in the same boat as you I haven't played them as much but I've seen them a little bit and I feel like these cards are are going to be really good for them same same all right, so on to the Gangrel. Um, yes. Akeen? Akeene? I think, I uh, yeah. <laughs> 3 BP, uh, one one zero, with Protean and yes. Solo Attacker. This character does not declare their attack type until step eight of the attack sequence. And that yes. is me typing to bring up the rulebook to... Remember where step eight is. Yes. So step eight is revealing it, revealing the uh, attack and reaction cards. Yes. So obviously by the time, well, I guess that's an interesting. Hmm. So yeah, so if, you, if you if you want to change from the card you put down, you can't. Does that well, then the card? the card the card is illegal at that point, okay. and then you can rewind everything. Your opponent can essentially if you put down an illegal card. Uh, you're negating all benefits of her ability. Yeah. Because okay. you rewind back in time and then they can play a, a card. Sense. That's um, what I figured, but yeah. yeah. Um, and all right, so... Oh, but you could... you Could could you make your... Uh, could you make the defending character's reaction card illegal? You could if you, if you don't declare an attack type. So I think you have to declare before they flip. Um, but like... 
basically when she attacks as a defender, you have to play a guessing game of like, am I willing to just get rid of this reaction with no effect if it's not this attack type? Right. Um, Interesting. So yeah, yeah. And then there is Dien, uh, the six a six coster who has two physical, one social. He has animalism, fortitude, and protean. He also has a solar attack, solo attacker ability. Play up to two attack cards. Before revealing, if you played two cards, return one of them to your hand. If you played one card, you may reveal it or return it to your hand. Interesting. And they both have solo attacker abilities. That's that's odd. Let's go read their library card. Lone Wolf. Uh, unhosted ongoing. During other players' turns, you your characters who are alone in a party have plus one shields. And your characters... Ha- this blanket, all your characters have. Solo attacker. The target has minus one shield during this attack. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. They're pushing Gangrel to... Well, this this box is pushing Gangrel to be uh, kind of a bunch of army of one, or lone wolves. There you go. The, the yeah, and I think, right that's, I think that's really cool, because I was a little worried about how how would they add stuff to Gangrel without just making the animal deck like more really good, more animals. <laughs> yeah. And they did it. Like This is a really interesting new direction that fits with the existing stuff, but also has some new stuff. I really like both of these vampires um dn i think especially after playing against double roost like it'd be so nice to be able to put out yeah. an attack card and attack a citizen attack a mortal and be like well i have an attack card if you want to roost and then if you don't roost i'll just pull my attack card back and save it yeah i don't like that i like that a lot <laughs> um, and it also fits with um some of their older cards because who is the um Who's the gang girl who wants to attack by themselves? Um, Leia Swiftfoot. Yeah, so it, it also not only is making a brand new theme, but it also kind of fits into... Mm-hmm. I mean, she's one card, but it still is there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, and like Tamaska can obviously operate by herself. Um, yeah. You know, because like oftentimes Drea's back at home, right? So like they already sort of didn't mind this. And this, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really cool. It's really cool. I, I like it. I like this a lot. Yeah, and and mentioning Drea, you know, she's exhausted all the time, uh, so she's usually not part of, like, an attacking party. So now if you do leave her alone, she has plus one shield. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally, you probably want to have a blocker for her because she's pretty important. Right. Um, But just in case something gets separated and you have Lone Wolf out, she'll have a little bit of help. Yep. All right. Uh, The Nosferatu stuff. Uh, Yes. Thora, 5 BP. 210 uh, animalism and obfuscate and the first time you play a card face down and place prestige on it as part of that action during each of your turns gain one action oh, okay interesting um, omnis is a 4 bp 011 obfuscate and potence and when you resolve a trap with two or more prestige on it, return that card to your hand, which is appropriate. Traps? What like are those? <laughs> um, yes. So let's read the Nosferatu card. It's a trap. Um, sorry, I didn't really mean to go into the meme with that, but <laughs> it happened halfway through. I couldn't stop it. Off limits. Uh, so this is a action card. It's a trap. A uh, new card type. Uh, but it plays a lot similar to a card type we already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so place uh, play this card face down and place one uh, prestige on it. Resolve at any time. Target defender in the streets has plus two shields during this attack for each prestige on this. Yep. So let's talk Maybe. about traps real quick. Um, essentially, if you know how to play conspiracies, you know how to play traps because they're the same thing, except that you can't show them to anybody else and get anybody else to contribute. You put it face down. Once a turn, you can put a prestige on it. And then the other difference is a trap you can, like I said, well, at least this this trap. And I think the other trap we will see um, is resolve at any time. So they, they're generally speaking, they're not like they they do. They not not exactly trigger off of something, but like they're to be used during 
or, or after something. Like in this case, right? Obviously, it's an attack. It's kind of like relentless, which I hate to say. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but kind of. It, it's not relentless because it's a face down card, or else you wouldn't be able to <laughs> right. use it. Um, so yeah, like you said, it, it's it's basically a conspiracy that is just for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, back to the vampires. Uh, I like that Thora can work with conspiracies, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, gaining actions has uh, historically been very good. So we'll yep. see if that gives a shot in the arm to the conspiracy decks, which I think, you know, in the beginning, maybe uh, say, yeah, probably around Blood and Alchemy. So around Gen Con last year. I don't think conspiracy decks were really thought of that much, um, but I definitely am worried about them when I see them at a table now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, be interesting. Yeah, and then Omnis obviously is he goes with traps. Um, do you, solid disciplines, okay stats, and I was gonna say the discipline, disciplines are real good on him. Yeah, and if you're playing traps, because oh yeah, I guess we can probably go ahead and and mention the agenda, the other agenda that was spoiled. Um, Full of surprises. The first time you resolve a trap during each player's turn, gain one prestige or one agenda. If you reach 13 agenda, you win. You know, as per usual. Yeah. So it's kind of a... uh, You don't get as much per activation as you do the end is nigh, but you can do it, you know, three times before... It comes back around to your turn, whereas mm-hmm. you know the end of not the end is nigh is just you know the first conspiracy you get each turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Maybe this will be the thing that because like I I have not yet played conspiracies at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not like, like you said the thin blood thing isn't really your style. The conspiracy thing isn't really my style. But I like the Nosferatu twist on it with traps. So maybe I will revisit that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this feels like because uh, we'll talk about as well. Well, I mean, again, I guess we can go ahead and talk about this too. Um, we do have two more traps spoiled, but I think I don't remember if there's three or four in the whole pack. Um, but like, there's not a lot, so like, it might be kind of hard to to build this deck right now. Um, but oh, it's I, also worth noting um, that you mentioned that. Uh, off limits is Nosferatu locked, but the other two are yes. not. But yes. they have discipline locked. So let's just talk about those now. Sure. Spiders. I, I feel like this needed an exclamation point. On. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I, I, Spiders! I or, or, or all caps. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's another trap. Uh, same deal. Place a face down with a prestige on it. Resolve at any time. Uh, but you need animalism. Uh, put a fear token on target foe's character that made an attack this turn. Because as we all know, vampires are deathly scared of spiders. <laughs> yes, of course. And then what about the other one? So the other one is blood poisoning. Um, yeah, same trap stuff. And then obfuscate for this one. Target foe's character that attached a retainer this turn loses one blood for each prestige on this card. So if you see someone loading a lot of prestige on, well, you won't know if it's a trap or a conspiracy. Um, it could be dangerous. <laughs> yes. This one is pretty interesting, I think. Um, I mean, I, Spiders, I like spiders is also, I think Spiders is very good, but it's kind of like Spiders is always going to be equally good, right? Like people are always making attacks. Putting fear tokens on vampires is always good. Um like but this could uh, be a bomb. <laughs> yes, but blood poisoning to be like I guess that's that like playing playing you, you can't play around spiders. You just sort of have to eat it when it happens. Right. Um blood poisoning though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that's scary. Yeah. I do think there is uh especially with uh well, I say especially with but this is in that box. Um the Prague City deck definitely feels like it's pushing you towards burning the mortals um, versus just permanently. Like, I, I feel like right now with San Fran, you're not burning them unless you absolutely need that healing right away. Whereas this deck feels like, yeah, just burn them whenever, you know, you'll get, you'll get good stuff and 
you won't get bad stuff later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, you know, with Wraith decks out there and stuff like that, Burn yep. seems yeah, much Wraith more popular. Too. Yeah, I think if Blood Poisoning had come out, you know, six months ago, it would be even better. I mean, I still think it's good, but if it had come out six or eight months ago or whatever, it would have been crazy. Um, now I feel like it's it's still good, but it's more limited. Yeah. You know, but I mean, hey, like, just pinging somebody for one isn't awful if you're playing the agenda, you know, not too bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the last card for uh, this block is a ritual. So it's a, a blood sorcery ritual because this is the Tremere stuff. So wake with the evening's freshness. Uh, usual blood sorcery stuff. Uh, relentless. Move one or remove one blood from this. Move ready character in your coterie to the streets to block a non-ranged attack against any target. So it's so street it's preacher. Ritual. The ritual. Oh yeah, yeah. Street Preacher. Well, no, because Street Preacher can block ranged, right? I thought Street Preacher couldn't. I know Roost can, right? To the database. Um, but anyway, it's a it's a block. It's cool. It's interesting. It's, I think it's good. Um, somebody who plays Blood Sorcery Rituals will probably get good use out of this card. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, Blood Sorcery Rituals still have their own set of issues that this isn't going to fix. Um but that's... But know, it is not, a good effect for... It's a good effect, yeah. It is worth right. the problem. Right, yeah. Right, exactly. Like it's, and, it's, and to me, this is one that's like... It's not like, oh, maybe it's worth it. Like, I think it's clearly worth it. The other kind of nice thing is, I mean, even if you only put one blood on this, you're still... Um, I mean, obviously, you, you know, that, that doesn't help if you're playing Ritual Agenda, but if you only put one blood on it, like, that's still one block is not bad um mm-hmm. and you know and they also have you know pair this with their new character we talked about earlier where when she blocks replace a blood on the attacker with one of your color right like that's a nice little a little thing that plays together as well so um, all right some synergy there <laughs> what do you know yeah so uh, yeah that is this round of spoilers this was mm-hmm. tremere then blood gangrel and Nosferatu. Yeah, I think We've got a lot of clans already. And we do. I think <laughs> I think out of these, like I'm personally most excited for the Gangrel and Nosferatu because um, I, I think traps are really cool. I feel like personally, I'm going to wait until there's a few more of them to really play around with them. Um, right. But I think that the Gangrel and Tremere stuff is also interesting. It's more just that I haven't played a lot of the decks that they would play into. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, looking at the trap stuff specifically with uh, Omnis, because I feel like that's that's who I I more want to try using him with. Uh, if you use him with off limits, and every time you use an off limits with two prestige on it, that's four shields that you're getting plus putting it back to your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that true. Seems good. I'm I'm gonna put a roost deck together with that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and also it's interesting, off-limits can also be used to block attacks against citizens, other players, like it's just sort of all-purpose good. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Defenders, yeah. Defender, mortals, yeah, yeah. Mortals, count as, mortals count as defenders. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, I think that is going to do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get too long in the teeth, because we still got... Um, Lots more cards to talk about. Yeah, uh, two more clans and a bunch more library cards. Yes, a lot more very interesting library cards. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. Uh, so yeah, we'll be, after we uh, run through the next block of stuff, we'll start getting into Gen Con prep time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I don't have to have the burden of actually applying because I going to be judging this year mm-hmm. uh, so i'll just be watching all of the fun decks mm-hmm. still excited though yep and <laughs> i have no idea what to play. <laughs> so uh, yeah we'll figure it out i guess you want to play borek but you don't want to have to deal with the same problem that as is, you did with alejandro <laughs> that is true i want to play borek 
Well, but I also I want to play Borek, but I'm not sure that it's because I have a deck for him. I just think he's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is a super cool uh, effect. Uh, it just, yeah, it's a. Bu- I mean, I get it. I get why he he's structured the way he is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a bummer with uh, the yes. potential bid problem. Agreed. So anyway. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we have a YouTube, and the most recent uh, Milwaukee Prince uh, games are on there, and you can uh, watch at least the top table of Swiss and the round three game that we had uh, discussed today. I am still super annoyed that we did not get that final game, but making uh, making these mistakes now so we don't make them later. <laughs> there you go. Yep, hopefully all the Gen Con recordings will... You know, go through. Plus, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're judging, it should be a little bit easier to, to check the setup. Yeah, the the setup in Milwaukee, I just I let it run for the entire time. I didn't I didn't stop and start it for each round, so it it was fine until it wasn't. So it, it ran for six hours, and then it's like I'm done. Um, yeah, Gen Con, I will be uh, hovering over that a lot more closely. So we'll not have those problems for anyone who is not able to make it. Uh, that being said, I think uh, that's it for me. Unless uh, you have anything else? No, I think I think that's all. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking more spoilers, talking more Gen Con prep, um, figuring out what I'm doing for Gen Con prep. Maybe doing an episode will force me to actually, you know, do the prep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the idea, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I will bid everyone good evening. And stay spooky, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel like I, we're, we're going to go with the new one. It's never going away. <laughs> it's here to stay, at least for now.